and welcome back to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the Championship. You're joining me, James Cantrell, aka Jimmy the Punt, and professional tipster Matthew O'Regan. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Buzzing to be back after a week break. Yeah, sorry about that, listener. We we managed to record the podcast, but we couldn't. We just couldn't get it online in time. So, so uh, apologies there. Nine one, wasn't it, Matthew? Because you, you you did all right in the selections we we did last week, didn't you? Yeah, I had nap and neck best win, but can't fret on it. Just got to win all of them today to make up for it. Yeah, the less said about my picks, the better. And when we were going on, we we spoke a lot about how we we both thought Middlesbrough were going to uh, had got Sheffield United on the ropes, but it, they lost in United. Sheffield United won, so probably best that 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 one uh, that one never. Never got reached Spotify, but uh, it is what it is. We got a quiz question. It'll be familiar, uh, Matthew, because I, I couldn't be bothered to find a new one from last week, and because it didn't go out, I just thought I'll do, do the do the same one. But it, it, it was who was the anti-post favourite for relegation in the championship last season? At this season, oh, I sorry, I got it first time, didn't I? Yeah, Rotherham, Rotherham, yeah, eleven to eight. They've had um, a change of manager since the start of the season, but they've moved six points clear of the drop with the draw in Swansea on Monday, and they've got Cardiff and QPR pick. to play within the next month. Yeah, it was your pick. And did you watch the game? No, I didn't. I was busy, but apparently it's Robin Wold over him. Yeah, I could not believe it. They they actually they should have they should have really won. They did enough to win. They absolutely battered him. Yeah. No, that, I said because I. Cause I I did say how they it will be like Rotherham average thirty percent possession. Rotherham will get about thirty percent possession, like Nick would draw and they did. Well, not Nick because they should have won, but yeah, they they only had about thirty percent possession and got a draw, which was what I predicted. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a Nick. I think they they did more than enough to win the game, but that mm. point moves them six points clear of the drop. It's uh, Cardiff and QPR are on the horizon as well. Both play them within the next. The next four weeks or so, but they are actually the same odds that there was anti-post to to return to League One. But I can't be having him. I can't be having him at that price. What about you? No, because obviously there's uncertainty about Reading and Birmingham. Uncertainty. Uh, you've got obviously got Huddersfield and Blackpool. Whilst Warnock and McCarthy are good managers, are they? I don't know. If, I think they need to move with modern times. I don't think either of them are the right appointment. I could see them languishing down there. Wigan, I don't think, have enough. Cardiff don't have enough, so I think Rob would be more than fine. Yeah, it's unbelievable to think, really. A club on their, on their sort of budget is uh, is going to pip, pip some of the big boys that find themselves down there, but that's that's a championship for you. Yeah. Right, so this is second tier betting. What we're going to do is give you our three best selections from the championships upcoming slate this weekend. And hopefully bringing you some winners. We've got Naps, Next Best, Long Shot, and we have done a cheeky, a cheeky, a very, very cheeky millionaire's punt. Uh, but before that, remember this is a gambling podcast and gambling comes with serious risk. So make sure you do it responsibly. So let's crack on. Matthew, what have you got, Nap, for this weekend? Yeah, so my Nap and Next Best of. Similar selections, both very boring, but boring's been working for me recently, so I'm sticking with it. Um, my app is Sunderland versus Stoke. I've gone Sunderland double chance and a second half card each at 2.05. So, in terms of cards, 
Sunderland averaged 2.04 a game. Stoke averaged 1.74. But I'm not worried about the team selection when I see who the referee is. It's Jeremy Simpson, who averages mm-hmm. 4.82 yellows per game when refereeing in the Championship. So he's, he's, a beautiful, he's a beautiful man to bet on. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just think, well, watching Stoke against us on Tuesday... Matt Kirby, I'm sorry if you're listening, but they were that like, they were just dirty. Uh, them lot were saying it was right and rolling about, but just leaving late one in on us. And I think, obviously, with us because Premier League team tries to unsettle us, but I think with the whole Alex Neil leaving Sunderland, there's going to be a bit of needles. So I can see him setting up Stoke in a similar way, like Ryle Sunderland up, like leave them in. So that plus uh, Jeremy Simpson in charge is a recipe for cards. And yeah, just in terms of the double chance selection, just beastly on a bit. Sunderland are ninth in the league, having a good season. Had a slight wobble last couple, but I think every team goes for a little wobble in the championship. Yeah. They're ninth and Stoke in 19th. I just haven't been impressed with Stoke. I've been really impressed with Sunderland. So I can see Sunderland at least getting a draw and cards flowing in the second half at 2.05. A Sunderland double chance and a second half card each is like that. Yeah, absolutely like that pick, especially with the. Uh... The Alex Neal narrative. My nap comes from the den where Millwall hosts Norwich. It's both teams to score at twenty to twenty-three with Betfair. Um, start with the visitors in the eight league games under their new manager David Wagner. The Canaries have scored sixteen times, bagging three or more goals on four occasions and four or more twice. They've also conceded plenty, eight to be exact. So that's an average of a goal a game. Um, but the clean sheets have come against Preston, who are very, very blunt, and basement boys Wigan and Cardiff. So nothing, nothing to sort of sing about uh, those clean sheets against that sort of opposition. The Lions, the host, they're formidable on their own turf. They've taken thirty-two points from sixteen games this season, and that's only four less than second place Sheffield United. They've scored in seventy-five percent of those games. Uh, and each of the last three have seen uh, both teams to score. Each of the last three in the capital, sorry, have seen both teams click. So I think it's a case of a side who is very, very good at home against uh, a Norwich side, a revigorated Norwich side who are very much enjoying the football under the new manager. So sort of shackles are off. He's he's, uh, he's just giving him a bit more freedom. And I think it's with Millwall's home form and, and Norwich's sort of calibre. I think it's two sides that fancy their chances of winning and I think we're going to see quite an open game. And hopefully uh, both teams will be amongst the goals. So both teams to score a shade of Ravens with Betfair is my nap for this weekend. What have you got uh, next best, Matthew? Yeah, so as I said, very similar bet builder to the first one. I've gone Bristol City double chance and second half card each in the Cardiff versus Bristol City game, which is 2.5 odds. So, yeah, looking at the prices for this, I'm very shocked at how they've priced it. Um, so, Cardiff at 2.25 to win, compared to Bristol City at 3.3. And if you look at the form and the table, I don't really understand it. So, Cardiff links in just above the relegation zone on, um, yeah, in 21st, whereas Bristol City are 13, nine clear of the host with a game in hand. And Cardiff have only got two wins in 15 games. So, they, uh, they've just come off of a defeat to Norwich. Before that, they did back-to-back wins against Reading and Birmingham, two teams who are struggling off the field. 
before that, their last win came at Sunderland on the 5th of November. So, yeah, they're just not having a good time at the moment, Cardiff. They're in real danger of going down. And then, yeah, they host, uh, they host Bristol City, who obviously are fresh off a 3-0 defeat against Man City, but no shame in that. Before that, they won beating in 12. They're just a very weird team. They'll go 10 without a win, and then they'll go 13 unbeaten. Just can't predict them, but I'm hoping to get them on an upturn of form. Obviously, it's a seven-side derby. Bristol Cardiff, so a bit of, bit of needle there, a bit of rivalry. So that's where the cards come into play. Donoghue is averaging a bit less than four cards per game, so he's decent ref. But yeah, I just think a nice prize considering how poor Cardiff has been and how informed Bristol City are. They've got... Um, I don't know if you caught the game, the Bristol City man, uh, City, but yes. a lot of hype around Alex Scott after his performance. His player been raving on about. But yeah, I think him and, um, I can't pronounce his name, but Mehmeti, the one they signed from Wickham, oh, and them two going forward. Oh yeah, both of them are just ridiculous. And I think them, I can see them two causing trouble for Cardiff, whether that be drawing fouls or creating goals. So with, with how bad Cardiff have been, how good Bristol City have been and a bit of a rivalry there. I'm willing to take a punt on Bristol City double chance of second half party at 2.5. No, that's a great pick. And when, when we were just running through our selections before we started recording, I was uh, I was shocked to, to really to learn about Bristol City's price. It's, uh, it's a strange one given the form and like you say, the quality they have, particularly in the more advanced areas, is, uh, is frightening and could lock, unlock any side in the division. Yeah, fine. They're two of the most exciting players in the league. No, oh, yeah, Alex Scott is just an absolute joy to watch, isn't he? and I can't believe how young he is still. So young. I'm desperate. I'm desperate for him to come to Brighton. But he's been courted by. He's, he's, yeah, he's a Grealish. He's like a Grealish regen him. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been courted by some of the top sides in Prem, isn't he? It's just uh, take your pick, really. I don't know who he's going to go to and and when it is, but it, it, it's uh, exciting, really. Yeah, he won't be in the championship long. That is for sure. My next best is from the Friday night game between Hull and West Brom. And I'm going for over 3.5 cards. That's at 5 to 6 with Bet365. And I'll start with the host, Liam Rosinia's reign. He's been, he's, been a pretty, he's been good, and to be fair, he's took 17 points from the 30 available. 30 available and hoisted Hull clear, well clear of the drop. Only lost four games of his tenure, but two of them have come in the last four. And over that period, Hull haven't won any and they've scored just one. So it was a good start, but the form has been faltering. Same with Carlos Cobran and his reign at West Brom. It got off to an unbelievable start. 11 games, nine wins. I think they lost They lost the first one against Sheffield United, but that was a matter of days before he took, uh, a matter of days after he took charge. And then the only other one they lost was against Coventry, but that was that was due to a, a last uh, a stoppage time penalty. Um, since since. Then they they have uh, the form's been faltering as well. They've lost four of the last six prior to the last weekend, um, but the they they won they won over playoff rivals Borough quite convincingly, and hopefully that should see them see them back on track. But the the underlying point here is it, it it was two 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 sides with with managers who took over midway through the season, and after an initial I don't want to call it a bounce, but after initial. Initial strong bit of form. They've they've sort of they've sort of dropped off recently. Um, 
and I'm hoping that should see a few cards. The caveat to this angle is it involves the work, the, well, the, the best disciplined side in the division in West Brom against the sixth best one in Hull. Um, I don't know why it's on TV, but the the main the main the main thinking behind the selection with cards is the referee James Lunnington. He's the man with the whistle. Ooh. Exactly. Oof, indeed. He's took charge of 23 games in the second tier this season. He's given at least card, at least one card in 100%. He's given three plus in 78%. And he's given five or more in 48%. So he's almost, he's comfortably hitting this line in almost half of the games he's taken charge of at this level. He's, he's a bit inconsistent. And I was looking for a reason why he might give cards on certain days. And, and, and hardly any on others. The last two, I think he's given uh, two cards in each. Uh, and this time before that, he gave low. I think he gave nine. I was hoping he'd be one of them who plays up to the camera. But looking looking at the matches, that, that just that just didn't correlate. So that's not the reason. But maybe he goes for a quiet spell and he'll be happy to dish out the cards tonight. But um, in terms of statistics, I mean, he's giving three plus this season in 78% of the 23 games. So I'm pretty confident he will give us a run for our money. And just with the two teams falling out of form slightly in West Brom, uh, looking to secure the playoff place away from home, I think I think there could be a few cards tonight with a, with a decent referee. So my next best is uh, over 3.5 cards at 5-6 to six with 3-6-5. So into the long shots, the best bit. Of the show, what have you got for the uh, for the for your long shot this weekend? Yeah, I was, I was looking at the championship slate, and obviously we talk, always talk about how hard it is to find selections because of how unpredictable the league is. And I was struggling again, so I've gone for the same game as my Naps London game, and I've just gone just a longer shot version of it. So I've gone Sunderland to win plus two two second half cards each. So on the bet builder, that'll be Sunderland win and. Over one second half card each at nine to one or ten. And yeah, basically just mentioned all the reasons above. I think Stoke, as I said, Stoke was set out to stop us playing on Tuesday, and I think, as I said, Neil we want to do the same against his old club. And yeah, I just can't see anything but Sunderland win at home in front of a big crowd, and they want to push towards the playoffs. So yeah, that's that's all that could be said. Really, really that hasn't been said. So nine to one for Sunderland win and two second half cards each. Beautiful, yeah. It's uh, everyone loves to see Warnock doing well, but he got a bit of a humbling last game, didn't he? And it's it's like you say, it's tricky to see. It's tough to work out if he if he'll be able to adapt himself to the times or if it's uh, just a, a job too many. But he's certainly got his work out. My long shot it comes from the early kick one of the two early kickoffs on Saturday. It's between Blackburn. And my beloved Sheffield United, and I'm backing Jack Robinson anytime goal scorer at 16 to 1 with Sky Bet. Now, I love a narrative, I love a comeback story. And Jackie Longthrow, he had a torrid time against Middlesbrough. He was at fault for two of the goals, arguably all three of them. And he capped off his fine performance by trying to scrap a fan mid game. But he responded to that in the best possible way. He won man of the match in the Blades following game, and it was another solid display against Tottenham in the Cup on Wednesday evening. Um, so I think he, he might cap, out, cap off this, this sort of upwards trajectory with a goal. He's 16, which is the 16s, which is the second longest price of any Sheffield United player, uh, second to only Chris Basham, who I don't think has scored for two seasons now. So 
Uh, Robinson, in comparison, he's got two goals in 12 league starts. Now, that's the goals per 90 of 0. Which makes seven to one significant value, sixteen to one certainly worth a go. He's averaging zero point six shots per game, and that's because Sheffield United put huge importance on set pieces. They've scored sixteen, which is second to only Millwall. They've generated an XG of thirteen point four from them, and had one hundred and forty two shots directly from them, uh, which is the fourth highest total in the division. Blackburn are not awful at defending them. They've shipped the eighth most expected goals against with 11, just over 11. Um, but considering they've only conceded eight goals from them, it suggests they've been a little bit fortunate from set pieces. So all things considered, I'm happy to have a punt on Jack Robinson to get amongst the goals at 16-1. to one. That's with Sky Bet. Now, we've combined some daft selections uh for a shot at a big winner, this uh, combination this week comes pays out at fourteen thousand six hundred and sixty to one with bet three six five. Matthew, what have you got for your leg of the uh, of the millionaires punt? Yeah, mine comes in at one hundred eighty one or one hundred eighty to one. Um, again, boring from the Sunderland game, but I've gone for a player card. Trevor Wilson can throw keen on cards there. Um. First selection is Thompson for Stoke to be booked. He's had five in 17, starts the season of five and 12 the season before. So obviously, he's, 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 he's known to get cars. And with the attacking prowess on them, have with Diallo floating about, Roberts, Clark, Joffy up front. I can see I can see him picking up a card. I think he might be partnered by Smallbone. And he's the next selection. He's, he's a big prize at the seven ish to one the face of it but he's only got one card so far this season and I said to you earlier there's no reason really to pick him but it's a daft long shot punt he's got one card only one card this season but I'm basing it off he's got two cards versus us uh, two fouls versus us that look quite dirty and he's bald bald centre mid charge and about you're always going to back him for a victory aren't you yeah. he's, he's the next selection and the last one is uh, Hume to be booked he's got three yellows and eleven and uh, Matt Kirby, Stoke fan, mentioned how he's possibly against Selena. He's a very highly fouled player. So, again, I think he's a big price for someone who's three and yellow, uh, three yellows and 11 against a uh, good attacking player in Selena. So, 180, 180 to 1 when Treble comes in at for Thompson, Hume, and Smallbone to be booked in Sunderland Stoke game. Realistically, you can't be having anybody with a skinhead over 7 to 2 for a card, especially if they're a centre mid. It does. It just doesn't make any sense, does it? It doesn't. It, yeah, I think Denise has had a nightmare there. <laughs> My um, millionaire selections, I've had Jack Robinson to score last and I've combined that selection with a card. There's not tons of, like you were saying, there's not tons of logic to having him to score last. I just, I've, I've never seen him score first. He's, he's, a, he's a bit, he's a bit of a cannon, to be honest, confidence-wise. And he's one of them that will need to grow into a game. You know, if his first touch or his first pass is sloppy, then... It's not like he'll shrink or hide. It's just, it's just, it just deteriorates from there. And on the contrary, if he smashes someone in the first two minutes, or he wins a header, or he pings a lovely pass, then he's just going to grow into the game. Um, Card-wise, I, I said then he's a cannon. Obviously, scrapping with a fan tells you everything you need to know. He's got three cards. All of them has come in his last six appearances uh, um, at Hull, Swansea, and Millwall. So. Uh, 
I don't think it's too much of a reach. Uh, and when he scored against Swansea, he was booked in that game as well. Um, I don't think it was the last goal. No, it wasn't. It was the second goal. But he certainly, he certainly got the credentials. And that, like I said, the goal, the, the price on him to score looks value to me. And he's uh, <coughs> he's, uh, he's been racking up a fair few cards recently. So that is our fourteen thousand to one millionaires selections legs experience. Before we go, Matthew, can you recap your bets, please? Yes, yeah, so my nap is Sunderland versus Stoke. Sunderland double chance and a second half card each at 2.05 with bet 3.5. Next best is Bristol City double chance with second half card each at 2.5 against Cardiff. Long shot is Sunderland win and two two plus second half cards each at 9-1 bet 3.5. And my selection on the millionaires is Thompson. Hume and Baldy William Smallbone to get the <laughs> lovely stuff. I've got Nap via Millwall's game against Norwich. Both teams to score. That's up twenty to twenty-three with Betfair. My next best comes from Friday night's game between Hull and West Brom, where I'm going over three point five cards. That's also at twenty to twenty-three with Bet three six five. And my long shot is Jack Robinson to score any time. That's in Blackburn's game against Sheffield United, the early kickoff on Saturday. That's at sixteen to one with Sky Bet, and my selection of the long, long shot is a Robinson to score last, and him also to be booked. And the combination pays out at fourteen thousand six hundred and sixty to one with Bet three six five. So that just about completes the show for this upcoming weekend. We'll be back similar time next week for some more championship action and betting tips. Matthew, thank you for your time this afternoon. Pleasure as always. See you next week. Yep, see you next week, so...